Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to take a little, little look at a little lady named Sable here uh, in yeah. August. Oh yeah, white cotton panties. <laughs> <laughs> Sable, arena Greek, the probably biggest asshole that has ever existed in pro wrestling, according to really? all the wrestlers, because she made way more money than they did, and she did none of the work. Took four bumps, made four million dollars. Like, Good for her. She made way more than $4 million. Rena Greek. That's a real name. Rena Greek. Not only her real name, also a description of the way she acts in the bedroom. Was that an impression of Brock, I guess? Sable got off to a, a fiery start in life. Uh, she was born in Jacksonville, Florida. What year is she born? Of course she was. <laughs> yeah. Because of course Sable was born in Jacksonville, Wait, you're telling Florida. me that she wasn't born in Connecticut? She looks so much like Florida, it's insane. Yeah. Hello, is this a doctor? How can you tell this baby was born in Florida? Well, she already has a pill addiction and breast implants. So. <laughs> she was a she was a model. Uh, she was born in 1967. She was a model for a couple companies, and then what happened was she met a man named Mark Merrill, and she got them titties done. And what that's was what she Vince McMahon was like. Merrill? What was she doing when she met Mark Merrill? Answer it for me, baby. Working at a strip club by an airport. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the unconfirmed rumor that everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think that white man who is pretending to be a black man on Ted Turner's television would meet that minx? <laughs> well, as whereas last week it was kind of a daunting task to be like a guy who wrestled for thirty-seven years. How do you summarize that? And a guy who, in many ways kind of defined gay no um <laughs> defined like the 80s it helped define the 80s in professional wrestling and was uh was the guy who turned hulk hogan babyface and uh like obviously he didn't create the character of uh the like hulk hogan as far as i love america let's beat up some foreigners but he certainly fostered it and uh, then you get Sable, who is out of wrestling, really, in five years. She comes but, back. like, as a big a draw as Goldberg. But she, I, as some people might remember, she started out as uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley's valet when Hunter was doing that whole thing where he's like, I got all the honeys. Which, which, um, what show did that appear on? Mania? WrestleMania 12. She was escorted him to the ring. I remember being like, match. but I remember them being like... <laughs> I remember watching that WrestleMania and them being like, "Whoa, she's fucking hot!" <laughs> like yeah, on TV. The first time they were like, "Check out the legs on this trollop!" Like they were really just selling her beauty. And I've said this. I'll say it once, and I've said it. I'll say it again. The following women are hotter than Sable. Okay. In wrestling, all of them. Whoa. Except for Nicole Bass, China, Bertha Faye, Bull Nakano, Alundra Bray. No, Bull. We. We talked about Bull Nakano in the Alundra Blaze episode. Bull Nakano looks better than Sable does right now. Oh, now? We're going by now? Oh, yeah. Now I look better than Sable does as a woman. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, like, if I transitioned and I... I mean, right now, someone they show a photo of me and they're like, this is your new girlfriend. They'll be like, I guess that's better than... <laughs> 
It's then, so crazy. Then that woman who looks like she just got off the set of MILFHunter.com. <laughs> <laughs> she just looks like cigarettes. Yeah. But that's how that's, that's how it what works. happens when you're trapped in a log cabin with a barbarian. Just But she was super Brock, pretty. Fuck now. She was super pretty. And way younger than you think she I cause so if she was at WrestleMania twelve, then she was like thirty one. She was twenty nine at WrestleMania twelve. Which is really crazy that she was twenty. Yeah, she like it sounds weird now, but like AJ Lee basically retired, saying, "I don't know how much longer I can be a women's wrestler." When she was like twenty eight. Yeah, she also like they did not take they do not take kindly to women being out of their twenties anymore, guys. <laughs> it's also like she also was leaving because her husband was being sued by the company she worked for. Which one? AJ Lee's husband. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, I was still thinking about Sable for some reason. I was like, Mark Merrill was being sued by WCW? No, if anyone, Mark Merrill should have sued Marina Merrill for a cut of the profits because, oh boy, did they fuck up. Okay, so she debuts WrestleMania 12 with Mark Merrill. Mark Merrill was brought in by Vince McMahon. The she did not de- debut with Mark Merrill. She debuted with Triple H. She debuted with Triple H. to hype tri- Mark Merrill's arrival. Yeah. Because Mark Merrill, Vince McMahon was... So- that's the first person he gave a guaranteed contract to. Yeah. WCW still Scott Hall, Sean Waltman, Kevin Nash, Vince McMahon's counter offer. Sting? Fuck you. Arn Anderson? On your fucking bike, you beer swilling bag of shit. Get me Johnny B. Bad. Jim Cornette goes on and on about this in one of the best shoot interviews, which is the timeline of WCW 1996-1997. And he talked about how Vince McMahon would stop creative meetings and discuss how if they had Johnny B. Bad, it would solve the problem they were discussing. That's how much he loved Johnny B. Bad. Weird. But if you think about it, in the end, Vince McMahon's a man from the South who likes soul music. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was, And now an acceptable black man because he's a white man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Little... Richard. Yeah, I love Little Richard. That's real Little Richard, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um but I remember Sable being important because I remember knowing that did they, did they introduce that Sable was Mark Merrow's husband How, husband on TV? No, 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 or no. Or no, no, I no. just I I just remember being like knowing that. No, and I'm like 11. This is before I That was revealed by the artist formerly known as Goldust much later. Yeah. No, no but I remember knowing it. Like I remember being like Maybe it was like Pro Wrestling Illustrated said that or something. Because that was back when you would have magazines where it would be like they would, you would know, you wouldn't see the TV of other promotions. Like even in Canada, like we talked about this before, but in Canada, uh, I didn't know, I couldn't really watch Nitro until like 1997. Um, So I, but I knew about who Mark Merrill was. I knew who Johnny B. Bad was. And I, some reason, knew. That Sable was his girlfriend because the the angle they did obviously Triple H loses the Ultimate Warrior blames it on Sable Mark Merrow saves Sable from Triple H and it's weird to think that in that match pardon me <coughs> pardon me um in that match WrestleMania twelve Hunter versus the Warrior and it's talked about almost in lore now because of what Hunter became yeah and also like how apparently unprofessional the Warrior was but like the two focuses in the match were here there were three there were two people in the match and the focuses were on as follows Ultima Warrior and Sable yeah like it was very much like Fandango not Fandango some array but it's it's hard to explain what it how lower mid card Hunter was at that point 
Well, keep in mind, he was also in the shit for the curtain call, which is yeah, part yeah, of, yeah. which they don't bring up. Was part of it is like you're getting in the ring with the Ultimate Warrior, and he's gonna make you look like a bitch. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're a bitch, honey. Yeah. yeah, and now you're gonna lose to Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Yeah, hope you enjoy losing to Henry O. Godwin for six months on house shows. <laughs> But it's it. This is gonna be. It's gonna be. We're gonna run through uh, Sable's career. But it is gonna be difficult if you are a younger person who didn't like live through the like the the Sable part of the Attitude was... Era. Yeah, because she's not. She's very of a time attractive. But she goes with uh, Mark Marrow. She goes uh, with Mark basically, Marrow it's like, yay, this lady's super hot, and she would wear because the thing was she would wear leather on TV. Yeah. And not as a bat, like not as a heel, and basically it became. Mark Marrow featuring Sable, or I mean Sable featuring Mark, Mark Marrow, Marrow yeah. very quickly. Like I remember that extremely quickly. Like and it, and it moved very fast. Like within a year, I'm just trying to look at the chronology because it really fucking comes to a head after WrestleMania um, 13, going into WrestleMania 14. Well, that- because Marrow, Marrow gets. Well, what happened was we all remember this is they Marrow gets injured and then they just kept Sable on TV. That's exactly what happened. And then when Mer- and then when uh, he came back from injury, he came back as like TKO Mark Marrow. I and, loved TKO Mark Marrow by the and way. And basically was like, I'm gonna hit this chick. Like was the whole angle. The TKO was a fucking amazing finishing move. It was an amazing finishing move. And he also was also doing the shooting star splash or something else as well. Yeah. No, he was an all right worker. He was just very much like. I really liked him. He I loved his feud with Goldust. Their matches were actually shockingly good and had some good heat yeah. behind them. Because um, well, they had probably worked together before, had they not? Like with as Dustin, I'm sure, and definitely probably knew each other. Um, yeah, it slowly became that Meryl was jealous of Sable's attention, turned heel on her, brought in Jacqueline as the new valet. Sable and Jacqueline feuded, which led to a big. But you remember? Contest. Do you remember how he turned heel? Was like it was the first like guy basically saying covered him titties up yeah well i guess the macho man was a bit of covered him titties no, but his up. was literally like do not show your tits yeah and he, she came out in a burlap sack one time and people were like boo she just want to show them me abos and people were like show me them titties ah that was a uh, that was <laughs> it's crazy to look back on the fact that that was someone's gimmick but it could be because it was the first time it had ever happened Absolutely. Now you need to remember. Like just her wearing le- tight leather, you have to understand, was insane at that time for like a 12 year old boy. Just and like this blonde like, woman with big boobs is. For a while. No. She, by the time she. The, the kind of the weird thing is, by the time she started getting like naked, her. And I. Because I, I watched a bit of it yesterday. It's like, I just wouldn't find this attractive now because she's so thin like she clearly is either starving or, or on some like anorexia tip or something like that because when she comes in she's like healthy she looks like yeah. a healthy woman and then towards the end it just becomes like spray tan and like you can see her ribs and she stuff also claimed that, like, it was the stress of being on the show it was also like she had a lot of fucking men leering at her there was a lot of hatred towards her in the back she also was not a trained wrestler and they were like you do the power bomb. Isn't that the one that can for sure cripple people? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why they stick her, like her first feud with uh, is with Luna Vachon. Yeah, who is a fucking amazing wrestler and was like, I'll just give myself the power bomb. Yeah, and uh, there's some fun interviews with Luna where she talks about, where they talk about like, she's like uh, Sable complaining 
doing all this complaining and all this stuff and like you're complaining to Luda Vashon. Yeah. You're complaining to Mad Dog Vashon's daughter. Niece. Her father was Paul the Butcher Vashon. Jesus Christ. You massive bag of shit. You're complaining to not only French Canadian woman. Yeah. But in lineage of ugly ass pro wrestlers who just want to like, murder people. And keep in mind like she woke up and I'm assuming her uh assuming it was like with the beautiful gal forced her to smoke cigarettes until she's dead. (laughs) (laughs) She must have the voice. She must have the voice of the Vishans. Remember, Mad Dog Vishan is the only man at Over the Edge or No Way. I can't remember which one. Or Unforgiven. They did a a feature. They did the Hall of Fame feature at that pay-per-view that year. And that's when Mad Dog got inducted. And Jerry the King Lawler um, came in the ring and attacked the ball. Yeah, and one of the things he did was he took off Mad Dog Vashon's leg and hit him with it, and Mad Dog Vashon attacked him and bit him on the leg. Yeah, yeah, because he's the fucking best. Yeah, a lot of you are going. What happened? The to the most s- underrated wrestling family, the Vashons. I don't. I wouldn't even say underrated. The greatest wrestling family of all fucking time. <laughs> because now and they got everything covered. Not just titles. Not just watchability in the ring. Crazy ass behavior outside. As covered last week, did fucking Smith Hart ever open the door of an airplane? No, because Smith Hart was too busy hiding in his parents' house. <laughs> exactly. But that's the thing about Sable that makes Sable work so well in this era is when she goes into the feud with uh, Goldust and Luna. It's exactly that is that she's. You have girls around, like women around, like Luna, mm-hmm. who are not the same look as sable whereas like up until two years ago all the wwf was trying and this is a weird thing all they're trying to do is recreate they basically sable and and steve austin that's all they've been trying to do stable the rock steve austin sometimes hulk hogan that's all they've ever been trying to do they get the deal with playboy like sable is a very very big deal like she's almost like when we talked about china how china was kind of like it was just like basically flamed up and burnt out within the span of the attitude era like goldberg did were flamed out and burnt out Mm -hmm. within the span of like wcw becoming utter shit but sable is an extremely extremely important character in professional wrestling history um because she does, she does, uh, she does become, she does go to the tag uh, feud. Uh, she takes, she does a power bomb and a TKO to Luna and wins the match. She, and I remember it being like, oh shit, she's a badass or something. Because she did play it well in this run up. Also, she, I mean, she could barely do everything. She's barely splitting with Mark Marrow yeah. in terms of like in ring. They're yeah. breaking them up. One of the things she ends up doing is giving Mark Merrill a power bomb. He was supposed to work a bunch of house shows as the opponent for Steve Austin, and Steve Austin immediately called Vince McMahon and said, "I will never wrestle that man again. He just sold a power bomb from a woman. That doesn't happen." And uh, that that and that is like and he's been that's been brought up like, "How could you do that?" And he was like, "I'm the WWF champion. If we're gonna do it, we can't have a competitive match where that guy gets in the ring." If you're saying a woman half his size could do that to him, like I should then he was like, I should be able to throw him like into the crowd then. That's how like and it was an yeah. interesting sort of point of shows how they weren't really thinking how it affected the 
company and they at least had someone old school on top who could be like, nah, mate, not fucking happening now, which is something they don't have at this point. Eventually leads to a match at Over the Edge, Hello. 1998, where it's Mark Merrill versus Sable. Um, Mark Merrill offers to let Sable pin him. Uh, he then turns around and quick pins her, and she is forced to leave the w, uh, WF forever. She is back within weeks, um, and her uh, and is feuding with Mark Merrill's new manager, Jacqueline, which leads to a bikini contest at Fully Loaded, and is the beginning of the creepiest stage of Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah. It's the advantation of puppies. It's when he just starts... Road Dog made up puppies. Screaming for tits. Yeah. Screaming for tits is the last, like, three years of him being on commentary. Not anymore. So, it was... No, not... No, I mean, last three years of, like, the Attitude Era. Yeah, the Attitude Era. Well, because like, that's why it was so good when Paul Heyman became the commentator, the, oh. the heel color guy, because you're like, finally, someone's just not talking about fucking tits the whole time. And also, the nice thing was also Paul Heyman and Jim Ross, their chemistry is Jim Ross fucking hates Paul Heyman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's audible throughout it. Just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah, well, yeah, and then when Heyman first comes on as the special guest color commentator in that Raw episode, what basically means ECW's done, and uh, he's just crying during the break, and then Jim Ross is like, pull it together, Paul. <laughs> uh, he also... Shut uh, the fuck up, Paul. Also almost got them kicked. The only guy who got them the closest kicked off the USA Network ever, because he said on a live broadcast, I came to Washington, D.C., Mom, and now I get to see Bush. That's so funny. That was the closest they ever came to getting kicked off the ECW or uh, the USA Network. Really? It was brought up in negotiations, the next contract, where they're like, you're getting less because specifically because of that. Wow. Because that is a direct FCC violence. Like, the other ones are like violence. You could argue that that was covered in the warning. They were like, you sexually just said he's going to see a woman's pussy at <laughs> 9 o'clock <laughs> on national television. No fucking go, mate. That's so funny. Yeah, uh, so Sable, uh, yeah, a bikini contest against Jacqueline. Just a layup for Sable at that time. People did not like black women on television back then. Even though Jacqueline shows her fucking nipple. High butts on everybody, though. Oh, a fucking... Like, that's the thing. Teardrop asshole, my friend. Yeah, like, not to body shame women, but let's start body shaming. Um, Please. Just the end of the 80s high butts era. I like it. Nay. What? How high their butts were? Like, now women have, like, I will say, short, like, like the wideness and the uh, and the depth of the butt is very sought after now. With, like, but back in the late 90s, it was, like, is your butt four feet long and one inch wide? Hello, Vince McMahon wants to see you in his office forever. You know? I, I got news for you. There's something that that era did to me because I do like a high-waisted jean. <laughs> I like a high butt. Where where does your butt crack end? My shoulders. Oh, John would like to buy you a coffee and a chat. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps you'd like to come sit here on this chair that's see-through. Don't wear any trousers. But this is the also when Sable kind of jumps the shark because they start around this er time too in '98. You see, and this sounds weird, but you like when I was watching WCW, I was like, Tori Wilson looks like that Sable lady, but 
she seems like she's nice. <laughs> or yeah. Like when to, Kidman had Tori, that was a really big thing. Um, oh, they, but nope. they don't really have like they introduced Tori as Sable's super fan, um, and like starts hanging out with Sable, and that's like Sable's heel turn when she goes. Uh, You've skipped so much. This is the man. It's gonna be the catchphrase. This is for all uh, the, the men who wanna see me and the women who wanna be me. Are you ready for the girl? <sighs> Two years of wrestling, still no. But to be honest, TBH, she's not. She was not an athlete. You've whatsoever. missed. You've skipped so much. <laughs> Tell me what I skipped. You've skipped the Playboy. The Playboy then follows after the fully loaded Ouch. sort of thing. Is when they start pimping that's going to happen and that happens yeah. then right before Wrestlemania and is one of the biggest selling playboys of all time yeah uh, also around this time Jim Cornette accidentally cause Jim Ross she did it twice in a year Jim Ross also acted as her agent for that and got 15% and how we know that that's is that, so good uh, Jim Cornette and Jim Ross's mailbox at Titan Tower yeah. were right, right next to each other and they inadvertently put the break, the financial breakdown of Sable's uh, contract in Jim Cornette's uh, thing and he read it and he was like she made that cunt made more than me in a month. Uh, in a month that I did all year. Well, that guy must have had a good year. I'm sorry that you're not a draw, Jim Cornette. I, I, but the thing that his point was, and he goes, I actually do not mind Sable. She is an undercover cunt, but that is fine. My problem with her is that they were constantly just talking about her in satin white panties when we we're trying to book a wrestling program. Keep in mind, we need to really maybe concentrate on things like the fact that Bret Hart has the fucking belt. And Shawn Michaels is, uh, and he's leaving for WCW. We need to stop talking about satin white panties with Jim. Like his big thing is like apparently Vince McMahon was quite taken with her. And while they're trying to figure out what to do about Bret Hart having the belt and going to WCW, he'd be like, "We gotta remember to get Sable in that ring, though." <laughs> well, Vince McMahon's uh, level of horniness is uh, matched by that of the twelve and thirteen year old John Hastings and Dylan Gott, oh, though, is it not? I agree. Um, if for, there, for there was one year where every pro wrestling fan, male pro wrestling fan wanted to just kiss Sable on the lips to see what it was like to be a man. <laughs> you understand that there was a year that every person watching the WWF jacked off to the same person probably at the same time? That's very interesting. I was still a Sunny <laughs> fan. Oh, Sonny Steele clearly wins. And also, in terms of... Sonny was so much more attractive than Also, Sable. in terms of sad Olympics, Sonny wins hands down. Yeah. Like, Rena Merrill's a kept woman in a fucking wilderness compound. Will Rena Lesnar. Yeah, with Brock Lesnar as her husband. Rena Lesnar does not roll off the tongue. Yeah. See, Sonny is literally Skyping with people and fingering herself. Like, she is just like, <laughs> who's got pills? I like pills. I love pills. So she becomes a she becomes a helio. Uh, she she becomes a hill. Contract negotiations break down at this time. They bring her. They put her in with Nicole Bass as her bodyguard. The plan they were building towards, by the way, is that her and Nicole Bass were in a lesbian relationship. Great, and that's why Mark Merrow and her broke up the marriage. Nice, because and apparently it was because well, no one likes lesbians. That'll make sure she's a heel. God, do I love wrestling in the night. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Because you can literally hear like. How are we going to make this attractive woman unpopular? Well, we, we all know that men like to fuck women. How about we put her with an ugly chick? <laughs> She's ugly. That's been so many women's gimmicks pre 
right now is just like, how dare Molly Holly be fat? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you mean the really attractive Molly Holly who I would, like, I want to very badly, especially if she wears the cape? Smooch your boobs. Oh, I just like her. I got to be honest about Molly Holly's bum. I have thought about a, oh, anytime I'm somewhere and I'm going off of uh, my 3G, which means I can't look at adult websites. I'll occasionally imagine a little Molly Holly wearing the cape and smile <laughs> and nothing else. Jesus. Well, the, the, Maybe yeah. banging her over the hood of that hurricane mobile. Oh, my God. <laughs> it got real. Um, so, yeah, she does leave. Uh, she leaves. Do you, rem- all right, do you remember? Because you obviously this is the major wrestling time for us. Do you remember finding Sable less attractive during this period? Do you remember kind of like being the apex for me was Sable fully loaded bikini was like, oh, the hands, the yeah, hands, the hands like, is huge. It was amazing. Even when she was when she was in Playboy, I was like, we get it. Who gives a fuck? But the hands was also were all, that was a storyline. It wasn't like she just came out. Like Sable didn't come out with it hands over her tits. It was because Mark it was, no, it was, Mark it, Merrill brought her out in a burlap sack. Yeah, but that the the hands thing was also it was a it, that was that fully loaded. That was the fully loaded bikini contest with Jacqueline. Yeah. That's what that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's there's a that's a that's the difference between later on when they do like the divas search. Yeah. And some of the shit coming out from the diva search was like apparently they had to like make girls sign waivers that they weren't going to accidentally fall out of their tops because one girl did that and she got a bunch of votes and then every girl was just like, I'm just going to show my tits to get this contract. Um, But that's the difference between the diva search and this is like it's weaved into a storyline. Not that it's good necessarily, but at least it's like some attempt at making uh, seem like female empowerment. Yeah, they tried. She also got empowered <laughs> because she showed her tits. Like it was like, we like her because she shows us the things we don't have. Yeah, she shows us that. Hey, let's see your titties, Sable. I I I very much understand. I understand what you're saying, but at least like that's the thing. You need context. I agree. They and you know what? Which they, they just don't. They didn't have for a million years and in terms of what can we do with this woman who's not a a wrestler who the fans want to see they did an amazing job they really did a good job of like finding innovative ways to keep her on television she basically brings back the women's division is the other thing yeah it's it's the champion was still a lundra blaze yeah she brings back the women's division um just to keep her basically as this is a reason to have the lady with the boobs on TV. I was just saying that we needed to take a break. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe don't do a throat slit motion. I tried. I couldn't remember. What is our break signal? Um, usually audibly us saying it. Um, so, all right. This is just right before she leaves for... Uh, she leaves because of all the lawsuits, which we'll talk about after the break. Um, she leaves because she has a evening gown match for the women's title with Deborah, and then Shawn Michaels comes out and says it's actually the woman who has the evening gown off that wins. So Deborah wins the title, and Sable leaves. So after the break, we'll talk about just <laughs> just some of my favorite wrestling angles of all time. All right, bye bye. Hello, this is Dylan God and John Hastings, and sorry to interrupt Dylan God. And John Hastings from talking about wrestling. But right now, we need to ask you to rate, subscribe, and review. 
The Wrestler Review on iTunes. It really helps us out. We do this podcast for free. We have we've been so lazy we haven't even set up one of those PayPal things. Not only that, we won't set up PayPal things because wrestling fans have integrity and, and no money and no money, no fucking mm-hmm. money. But what we do have is uh, existence on this plane. So please let us know that you're out there. Email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com. Like us on Twitter, The Wrestler Review. Follow us on Instagram. At Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram. And um, now back to an episode that's going incredibly well. So Sable leaves uh, the Fed in 1999. She's done Playboy twice in a year. She's gotten, doesn't she? She also engineers a Playboy exclusive contract with the WWE that they used for many, many years. And uh, she appears on an episode of Nitro, which I remember being huge. Yeah. No. Well, no, no, no. You're skipping some classic moments, for example. But she does appear in the crowd on a 1999 Nitro. In a 2000 Nitro, she did. And she was there with Mark Merrill, of all people. Because she didn't get, she didn't divorce Mark Merrill for a very really long time. No, a very long time. Uh, she also filed in June 1999 after she quit the WWF. She filed a 110 million dollar lawsuit citing allegations of sexual harassment, unsafe work conditions. She claimed to have filed the ra- lawsuit after refusing to go topless. During the course of the lawsuit, Vince McMahon countersued her for the control of the stage name Sable. Sable uh, reduced the amount she was seeking in damages, and they settled out of court in August 1999. Sable used her real name for her uh, appearance in. Uh, um, September 1999 in the issue of Playboy. She was the first woman in history to be giving uh, two covers in the same year. After her WWF exit, she was made an on-camera audience appearance in 1999 on Nitro. During this time, she made appearances on Howard Stern's show, Conan O'Brien, the show Relic Hunter, and was in the film. She got, she did some stuff. She got the little, the little like USA Network 3 p.m. bump that everyone gets. Yeah. Where it's like, you're on this show that no one watches. But the, the thing is, when we were growing up, it was much more viable to be like a kind of peripheral celebrity because people watched. Like, if you watch TV, you just had to watch fucking TV. Like, yeah, there was there no internet. There wasn't anything you would watch. You were like, I got these VHSs, old movies, or I'm just I gotta watch. I gotta sit down and I gotta become friends with Baywatch Nights because yeah. I do not want to go outside. Um, she returned. In 2003, after the sexual harassment uh, lawsuit, portrayed a uh, uh, a villain and had a relationship with Vince McMahon. Yeah, well, uh, this is this is my one of my favorite wrestling angles. Sues for sexual harassment for 110 million dollars. Brought back as the guy, like on screen, she plays a character who fucks the guy she sued. Yeah, like this is Vince McMahon. This is Vince McMahon after he's won. After he's defeated the in his mind defeated Ted Turner, he is now like just a fucking What's the Egyptian king that went insane with power? Most of them. Most of them, yeah. Are you thinking of Caligula who was a Roman emperor? Sure. All right. Those yeah, are- this is his full on like I'm insane. Let's be insane. Yeah, I, I imagine there were many meeting, meetings where it's like, Vince, you can't real finger Sable on TV. <laughs> yeah. But I want to. I'm going to tit fuck her. No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going right. to. Let me. This is how they break down the feud. Sable feuded with Stephanie McMahon in a uh, storyline because Vince McMahon. Oh, oh yeah. Stephanie. Vince McMahon's mistress. Vince appointed Sable as Stephanie's assistant. 
against Stephanie's will. During the feud, they competed in several cat fights, a food fight, a parking lot brawl in which Sable's bra was ripped off from yep. both and the press on live television. Yep. I'm not sure which because Sable because why John? Because why did she leave the company? Because she refused to go topless. So Vince gets his daughter with her new breast implants, and this is also around the time when Vince. Uh, when Stephanie is now with Triple H, so Triple H is just like making her work out. So you just have a stocky, like there's this is a very much like an enforcer thing where it's like, if I can't rip her fucking top off, then I'll get my daughter to do it. <laughs> One McMahon is ripping those that fucking bra off. That shit must have stopped reels quick when Lesnar when she started seeing Brock Lesnar though. Oh. Brock Lesnar just eats Vince's car. It's <laughs> retaliation. Yeah. Hey, Brock, remember when I made... I, I've seen your wife's tits a bunch of times. Oh, where's my pancreas? <laughs> I ate it. I ate it. She's a virgin. No, first of all, your voice is way too low to be Brock Lesnar. She's a virgin. There we go. She's a virgin. My son's names are Duke and Bo. Turk. Duke. <laughs> and Turk. Um. Yeah, I remember her being. So yeah, so that he she then leaves so shortly after WrestleMania 20, after turning heel again. At that point, she one of the reasons she had left is because she began engaging in a relationship with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar became obsessed with her. When they broke up briefly, he just went to her house and sat there until she came we, back. We mentioned that like eight did, times I'll on never the podcast. Stop talking about it because it's the most fucked up thing ever. And now we're together. Oh, she just understood how actually strong you are because she walked into your house. What happened to my piano? I shit on it. <laughs> I shit on all the keys, Rena. Yeah. Now we're gonna be kissing. Your name's now Brock. I'm Maybe Brock's fuck, really just cuddling. I'm gonna fuck myself. Your name's Brock. My name's Serena. Brock. Brock Lesnar. And it's also not like fucking Sable doesn't have her own money. Like she has a shit ton of money. Why do you think she comes back then? Does she come back just to like stay busy? Because she does get another Playboy out of it. Um, but like I said, in the four years since her departure, they've basically they. The one thing they did take from WCW, and this sounds very weird, the one thing they did take from WCW and use very well was the women. Like, yeah. the women's, the, the late 90s, when WCW uh, went the Vince Russo era of, like, women are objects and every storyline is that a woman got pushed and that's A-OK because they don't count, um, they introduced Tori Wilson, uh, Stacey Keebler... Um, major guns didn't catch on. Just started doing porno. Gorgeous George, same thing. I mean, I, um, I I got news. There for was you guys. other one. I'm really attracted to the gorgeous George girl. Wow, like I so sad. I love. You know who my you know my top of the pops lady, was. Though. My top of the pops for that era was still uh, Don Marie. Oh, I was about to mention. I was like, but none of them can because Don Marie. All candle. right, here's the other thing about Don Marie is who she looked different, and it's it's a very thing that. Once again, when they try and keep copying Sable, like Tori Wilson is just like they say this thing about relationships where every you date your first girlfriend and usually you just find better person, better versions of that first girlfriend. And that's very much what Vince McMahon was with Sable, where Sable is his first not girlfriend, but he's that she's the first prototype of the woman that like Vince needs on his TV. So then he goes from Sable to Tori Wilson 
to Tristratus. Mm. Like Tristratus comes, but then basically, no, he goes, Sable, Tristratus, Tori Wilson, because Trish is like, I want to be a wrestler. And Vince is like, that's fine, but I don't, I, you've, something doesn't compute here. I just hey. get a new lady with tits. Oh, what? At the tits company. <laughs> this is a wrestling. You want to do what? This Cover your company, tits? Boy, so she's going to wear a hat and she's going to wrestle? I I just don't know what's going on. I am so goddamn angry right now with you. Um, And then he just keeps on moving and that's the whole diva search thing is like they find that fucking... I can't, do you remember Ashley Christy Massaro? Hemming? I remember no, Christy. Ashley Massaro. Nope. She well, was She, she wasn't the first one. She what? wasn't the first one. The first one was Christy Hemming. Yeah, but then the second one was Ashley Massaro, don't, I think. Don't even know who that is. No one does, because I watched like an old... I watched like a 2006 Raw, and I was like, who the fuck is Ashley Massaro? Why did you... Wait a oh, minute. yeah. And then she's like... She tries to be a punk kind of girl, but she's just like fake tan and like... Just the... the just sable, another sable. Like, I want a white girl with no bot. And huge fake. I'm gonna say it right now. If they're real, I'm sacrificing her to my blood god. I really like the early era Ashley Massaro. There's certain images that I'm I'm all right with. I just I I I just googled it. I'm okay. That's because they just started getting models. Like after they figured out, after they figured out that oh people don't want wrestling from women per se they just want to see some big old jugs well that's the politest you could have put it love me to put it in vince mcmahon's vernacular their periods make it so you can't lift them don't let them be in the ring <laughs> um I, but that's the interesting sable's impact and sable is remember she was a fucking politicking asshole the way that they pushed her caused her husband who could have maybe had a viable career um to how did she politic destroyed. though well, in that, that she refused to take bumps, she complained a lot, she was very open with how important she was, apparently. There was a lot of sort of backstage... Yeah, but that's just playing the cards I, you're dealt. I agree. I'm about to make that point as well. If you would just listen to me, you sexy hot man. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to have a fucking conversation. No. Not I, a TED Talks. No, I'm, my name's Ted and I talk. Uh, you can use that. I don't want to. You can use your own joke. All right, go. Um, but what I'm saying is, is asshole August should be called... Dylan and John do very little research in deciding the wrestlers that are going to be on it, and both Vern Gagne and Sable turn out not to really be assholes, but more victims of their own circumstance. And that's exactly what I think Sable is. It's like, she's a woman who's attractive. She uses that as a way to get famous. She becomes super famous. The company she works for is run by a misogynist lunatic who's like, she's got the tits, use the tits. She makes a bung load of money and then leaves before ever having to dive off of a cage, which is what the other guy who came, who was really popular out of this era, had to do. Like, look at all the wrestlers besides The Rock who were huge in the Attitude Era, and they're all like, cokehead for a bit, broken back, giant beard now, played a gay guy in the movie Be Cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Those all, those all sound great. Uh, I'm just saying that I she did I what, don't actually as I'm more thinking about it I don't think she's an asshole I think she's a victim of her circumstance but there's a month that starts with V so we can't do a victim of circumstance <laughs> yeah we're do, we're ditching the alliterations after this month don't worry about it no guys. we're not we're doing sinful September no August sausage September yeah. all dudes that's a good one right <laughs> um so 
Octagon I agree. October. I mean, obviously, every wrestler that's also been in the UFC. Ooh. I mean, 180% sexual harassment isn't even discussed. Like, it's not even a question of if. Like, she got sexually harassed. And I'm sure that it's kind of bizarre to be like, I'm a wrestler, but I don't know how to wrestle. But I'm still like, if you... I'm sure if you just ask a casual fan, like, what do you remember about late 90s wrestling? They'd be like, The Rock, Mankind, uh, Stone Cold, Sable. I think like, a lot of people, depending on how much they were wrestling, a lot of people remember the Vince McMahon feud. Yeah. Sable. Yeah. The time May Young gave birth to a hand. <laughs> really? think that's number three? Uh, the thing is, is a lot of people remember it, and also it's been brought up enough that people are like, someone gave birth to a hand, right? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that Sable, she changed wrestling, but for the worse. <laughs> but I don't, again, I don't think it was her. <coughs> I think that it was, she came in in a way and they used her and then they it made so much money. And it was also the thing of, they never were able to make money like she did ever again. Like no one sailed to the height. Well, I suppose it's a, a lack of understanding of what made Sable... Uh, what made Sable like a really viable performer and ratings draw is just the shock. Because after Playboy, obviously, it's like anything. Like Pl- Sable did what she needed to do. She spent three years in that company, two and a half. She got in, got a Playboy, got a bunch of money, got the fuck out, yeah. right? But what they don't understand is once... And it's the whole thing of like... And this is a super misogynist thing when someone said to me was Jennifer Love Hewitt's acting career is just getting you closer and closer to seeing those jugs. And then once you see the jugs, you're like, uh, I think I'm done now. I know what those jugs look like. Whereas now, uh, there's so many many nude photos and so much of the frappening that uh, you just you see the jugs and you got to learn who they are as a person, John. Wait a minute. But what? When did we see Jennifer Love Hewitt's jugs? You never see them. Okay, good. Because I was about to be like, what do you mean? I've missed out on this? Yeah, I know. I would never miss out on JLH's jugs. Sorry. I remember palpably deciding to masturbate to her when I was 12 years old. I remember like, I was like, you know those... Were you at a party? You're like, I believe I'm masturbate. No, it was there was a poster where she has like delicious cleavage in the poster for I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, of course. And I remember seeing it in a magazine at school and being like, when I get home... It's a little treat for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrifying. Um, <laughs> There's a little... Just being a 12-year-old boy is just... like that. That's, that's, through Sable, I remember who I was back then, and I just get so sad. But here's the thing also with Sable. Is Sable, the reason why Sable was so popular is a lion's share of their fan base was 12-year-old boys. Yeah, so creeps. they were just like, I want to see those. <laughs> I want to see the boobies. Which isn't true now. 12-year-old yeah. boys, for the most part, aren't watching wrestling. It's kids, and then those 12-year-old boys who are now 31 and have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something with the average wrestling fan is now like 35. Yeah, but they're still programming it as if it's for kids. Which makes sense. Yeah, because... Pro wrestling should be for children. Yes, but so should comic book movies. Ugh. Let's talk... Let's, uh, let's not do a whole thing about comic book movies, because they are boring. Booyah, hot takes. Ah, my hand. I just, uh, I heard it on the take. Ah, uh, the, t- the take was too hot. 
Now I hurt my hand. What's your favorite thing about Miss Riri? Bad gal, Riri, the first one. Her initial push, I thought, is a great way of establishing a strong lady in the ring. I think of, like, I'm a strong... Oh, woman, you can't censor me. If I want to show my fucking meat bags, I fucking will. Um, I also think that I think her initial push. I can handle my own shit. Yeah, that was a good one because she always came out like very. You have to understand about Sable's in-ring debut. Uh, they basically she's just been like, I dress super hot. Please let me show my my yamos. And her in-ring debut, she's kind of like she comes out dressed like Mark Marrow and uh, like in the exact same ring gear with kick pads. And kind of acts like a badass the whole match. Like, obviously, she's not a good wrestler. <laughs> she, no. But Luna fucking carries her to, like, being a wrestler, which is good on Luna. And it she does come off like a badass. She does a powerbomb and a TKO. Can I also like, just that say... Like, that is a fucking setup and a finishing move, baby. Can I also just say I miss a mixed tag match? And especially now, why they don't do a mixed tag match, I don't understand. I like what they're doing with the women's division, though, where they they just keep it separate, like almost like it's a weight division, you know? Yeah, where, like it's how Cruiserweight was in WCW. Yeah, I say it once, I'll say it again. I really wish Charlotte would just adapt the part of Rick's character know, where he I, fucked everybody. I think that they, I th- they're going to do that because you know in, I give it two years and they're going to go back to a more adult style. Yeah. You can already see it. They're slowly starting to just talk about moves again. Yeah. Um, well, I think Vince is just going insane. I think so. A Triple H is just kind of coming know, in, but that's not. Let's not talk about moves because that's the opposite of what Sable was about. So her, her initial push was your favorite thing. Spectacular. Yourself. Um, You're gonna have to be the misogynist and say the left one, and then drop the mic. How good are pussy days? Please don't kill me, Brock. <laughs> Please don't kill me, Brock. Um, she she reintroduced the women's division. I think that was the best thing about Sable. Worst thing about her. Worst thing about her. Um, depth through her character non-existent. Like I said, shock value and shock value alone. You can only you can only uh, you can only do a thing once, and then you're kind of like the fact that she. Because that's why Sunny was better than Sable in the long run is because Sunny is a fucking amazing promo, um, and it's not it's not about looks. It's just about Sunny, fucking like. Did we do a Sunny episode? No, we've never done a Sunny episode. No, we did. No, because we did a Sunny episode and then it recorded poorly. And we never told anyone. Uh, <laughs> did we? I don't remember even doing a Sunny episode. Yeah, we did one. Anyway, was um, that a, during the batch of episodes, yeah, we lost. Yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah, yeah. We lost a bunch of episodes. Um, but the thing about Sunny, as we discussed on that episode, that there is no that we forgot. There's depth to Sunny because is Sunny super hot? Yes. Is Sable super hot? Yes. Um, can Sunny talk for minutes at a time coherently and while engaging an audience? Yes. Sable, absolutely not. It's very interesting because my worst thing was going to be her voice is awful. Her voice is just terrifying. But it's a it's a it's another it's a different version of something Vince is very good at. If it makes sense, he's she's got a great look, yeah. and he can present people with uh, great looks. And it's something that they've stopped doing. They've really focused on the fucking promo and not like. And Roman Reigns is the best example, which is why the fuck do you keep having him talk? Yeah, he's okay in those sit-down interviews, but it's just like, don't make a guy do a thing he can't. Like, Sable didn't wrestle until it was like, oh my god, Sable can wrestle. And then it was just like, uh, okay, there's no depth to her as being someone's manager. You know what I mean? Like, we can't really put her as the manager of, like, Stone Cold. We can't put her as the manager of The Rock because she's kind of, like, not necessarily not a top-of-the-line top, not a top of the line Carter, 
but she's an important how i'm just now thinking imagine how fucking weird they would have it would have been if they were like sable you're now managing stone cold steve austin and every match ended with him drinking beer and her just topless in the ring no the, every match would be it would be t- it would be too much because it would be he throws the beers and then throws it on her shirt and she would always wear a white shirt she would they, they would have sold white austin 316 shirts that's exactly what they would have yeah, done. Yeah, they would have. He would have just poured beer on her, and then they would have done the Sandman thing where he licked her tits, and then his wife, <laughs> his wife Cherry Blossom, whatever the fuck, the first, uh, the first one who was Chris Adams's first wife. Yeah, he would have been like, I, "Sweetie, I don't care for that. <laughs> Please don't do that. Shut up, bitch." Boom! He beats his wife. Here's the thing about Stone Cold Steve Austin. You ever talk about? He has three daughters that he doesn't really seem to care for. Here on the Broken Skull Ranch, I got these gimmicks called bills, which are child support for my three <laughs> kids that I don't speak to. But I'll just slide on fire. Um, yeah, but that's the thing. You can't. She's a very. She was very important because she was like. Now they do big angles to like keep viewers. And Sable was their two-hour mark at the show. Yeah, when Raw was. When, or sorry, one-hour mark was just you could. It was easy to be like Sable segment. Keep everyone engaged. Like, there's a reason to have Keeper as a mid-carder, right? It's also one of those things where it was apparently unbeatable. Yeah, you'd say that. Nash says in a shoot interview, it's like, no matter what they had, Goldberg would beat it. And no matter what we had, Sable would beat it. Like, they tried, like, they tried everything. They tried having, like, huge NWO segments and Sable. It was just like, Sable makes the grilled cheese. And then it was like, oh, Sable beat us again. Wrestling in those days, like you just think about some of the things they did in the ring, like the entire episode of Raw where Degeneration X just had a barbecue and played strip poker. Yeah. Um, like, oh, it's just fucking, I miss those days. Well, but it's different though, right? Like, it's, they did, it's almost like a concept episode. It's not different. Oh, no, it's not different. What's your, what do you hate about Sable? Her voice. I was going to say that her she's a woman. Voice. It's a, that it's, she's a woman, yeah. Yeah, it's because it's her vagina is the problem. It shows weakness. Mm. Things in your body are supposed to go out, not in. Good. She's a passive sexual organ, and that infuriates John to the point where uh, he's gonna he, he's he mail in votes against da- gay marriage every day to every every municipality in the world. Every country gets a phone call from me. Hello, who is this? I'm the janitor at the Guam uh, House of Representatives. Gay is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if we, what? Uh, I can't talk anymore. I have so many countries to call. Um, so, yeah, her voice was just, oh, my God. Turk and, I never thought about this, but that Turk, Turk and Duke. Are, Turk and Duke have no shot. Oh, God, their voices will be awful. They're going to have the worst voices. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine if Turk, let's say Turk grows up, Turk Lesnar, with Sable's like body type like let's say on the men and fi- like she, she's just this thin he's this thin wispy oh, man no <laughs> i want a sandwich your name is brock you're brock lesnar's son yeah my dad taught me a thing or five about crying i'm crying <laughs> that was really good all right, well, that's <laughs> out with a bag, out with a whipper, I suppose. That's the uh, Sable episode. Can I just say this about Can you her guys get us on Thrinder? Her relationship with Brock Lesnar is I want to see a fucking camera feed of that house. Because I just picture it's him shirtless walking around and her calling workmen to fix the various things he's broken. 
I imagine that she's just moving room to room to not be in the same room with him. <laughs> this is, it's, I don't know, she never, we never really got a portrait of what Sable is actually like, but I do know that Sable used to do interviews. She didn't know, I guess that was more a function of her being kind of like quasi-famous. But I don't know, man. It's hard, like, hearing that, like, and then he sat in my house and now we're married thing. It's, like, not, it's hard to not be, like, oh, this woman is abused and uh, and uh, everyone's just kind of ignoring it. <laughs> like, it just... Oh, uh, he has a history of domestic abuse. But no worries. Um, we live in this compound in the middle of nowhere now. So there's no laws. So a tree falls in the woods. If someone gets abused in uh, rural Saskatchewan, Who's gonna does hear anyone it? care? Nope. Because it's Saskatchewan. Wrap up the show. Okay. Wrap it up, do bap, ba da da We're in Edinburgh. Please see both our shows. Cab Voltaire, 445. Tubby Tubby Dum Dum, Dylan Gott. And uh, come see John Hastings' show. I'm a big fucking loser with no eyes. And uh, I don't have a pee hole. I, when I come, uh, it pro- reprocesses through my body and I have to spit it out of my mouth. And usually I spit it in my own hand and I drink it out of a dog bowl because he's into a thing called dog play. What dog play is, uh, you put on big old fluffy ears and you pretend you're a dog. He always tries to get me put water in his bowl and get him to lick it out. And then he uh, does the mouth cum thing, but uh, frankly, uh, I'm not game with that. It's hard to be John's friend, everybody. I love you all. Bye-bye. Folks, believe me when I tell you, I am looking at the 38 specials in the flesh. Thank you very much, Sean. And let me tell you, the Sable Bomb will be dropped on Jacqueline here tonight. JR, who is the partner? Great question. Now I know the bombs are gonna be exploding. And everybody knows that the WWF puts on pay-per-view like nobody. But the one question that everybody wants answered from you, sweetheart, is who is going to be your mystery tag team partner? And you know what? As you know, you can tell me anything. Now, Sean, if I told you who my partner was, it wouldn't be a secret anymore, would it? But let me tell you what I am going to do. I'm not going to tell you who my partner will be, but I will tell you who it isn't. All right, lay it on us. Even though they're very dear to my heart and they always make me laugh, it's not going to be one of the oddities. Interesting. Unfortunately, their dance card was full tonight. And speaking of dance cards, why don't you show me what you've got? <laughs> 